Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights. Thank you so much for tuning in. I would like to welcome you to our Guidance from Spirit Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil segment with Danielle Gibbons, channel for Mother Mary. If you're new to the show, Danielle has served as full-body channel for Mother Mary since 1994, allowing Mother in her distinct voice, to share universal truth and lend guidance for the human journey. Please note that we do not take calls live uh, from listeners during these segments with Mother. In our uh, previous segments, we've been following some pretty interesting topics, and today the topic will be surrender. Okay, so we're going to expand on some previous topics. Uh, Danielle and Mother Mary join me on the second Wednesday of each month at 3 p.m. Eastern if you would like to tune into those segments. After a brief discussion with Danielle, she will allow Mother to come through to speak. Danielle is connected with people worldwide with Mother's loving grace through best-selling courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events to inspire individuals to awaken and expand in their consciousness. Expand their consciousness. Visit BelovedPublications.com to learn more about Danielle and Mother's courses and events and to purchase their book, Mother Mary's Pathway to Love, Building a Loving Relationship with Yourself that Will Transform Your Life. If you'd like to follow Mother Mary's teachings more closely, you can do that in several ways. You can tune in to Danielle and Mother's appearances on Conscious Talk Radio on the second Friday of each month. Simply visit ConsciousTalk.net to access those segments. You could also access those segments from my website, spiritualinsightsradio.com, where I've compiled a collection of audio tracks, videos, links. It's all right there for you to use. Okay, and there's plenty of archives. All right, so uh, let's bring Danielle back to the show. Welcome back, Danielle. How are you? Hi, Charlotte. I'm doing really well. How about you? Oh, technical things are going on, but I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I I had to call in because uh, for some reason my uh, the it won't acknowledge my microphone and the through the computer. So that's a first for me. <laughs> it, it, it kicked me off. It, it kicked me off completely, and. The computer's not responding, and it's weird because it's been fine. I resolved most of the issues I'd been having, and um, but it kicked me off the show completely, and then I was doing the main scramble to dial in and got in seconds before the intro ended. So, <laughs> Me too. 
my goodness. Hang, hang on for one second, Danielle. Sure. I was so busy doing the maid scramble that I left my notes on the table. Okay. Oh, so just to get started, how are you? You doing okay other than this technical stuff? You know, I, I'm actually doing well, but I, uh, it's funny. I'm, I'm struggling with technical stuff with, with my course, and I just have to – I really believe, and I could be completely wrong. I don't, I, don't, I don't, Maybe I'm not using this as like a blaming thing, but I believe that people like you and I who deal with this kind of energy – and are trying to use technology to reach more people. Uh, I think that we, uh, I just need to, I, I should speak for myself, I just need to resolve uh, or resign myself to, to knowing that the energies don't always mix. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, just, it's uh, yeah, when you, when you channel or when you're um, having a, hosting a radio show where you have, you know, something like mother, a being like mother, uh, you know, surging through the, those power lines, it's, um, it can be uh, not very compatible at times. And then to other times it works just great and sometimes not. So I'm yeah. not sure what the, I'm <laughs> not sure what the, <laughs> what makes it glitch, but uh I, I find I have the same experiences that you do um, just with any of my technical platforms, you know, mm-hmm. it just, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I, have, yeah. I have observed uh, for a long time that electronic equipment can reflect one's energy. Um, 25 years ago or so, uh, there was a secretary in the office where I worked who was very angry and her computer often froze up and I'd have to fix it. So eventually, I mean, I was only 25, but I had to talk to her about her emotional disposition, like her, her attitude. If, if you calm yeah. down, you know, that right. kind of thing. But I wanted, yeah. to say, yeah. I wanted to say something to the listeners um, because in the future when people listen to this, I want them to know what an important time this is. Today, uh, the, the day of this taping is March 14th, 2018, and today is the day where thousands of students from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, walked out and are demanding common sense gun laws and that politicians in Congress act on the recent tragedy one month ago today at the high school where 17 people were killed. I find it interesting and inspiring that tens of thousands of kids across this country and in several other countries, so you can see the global impact and influence are also doing the same thing. So in the years following this and the momentum that it's building around it, should there be laws changed and action taken, I want everybody to know that, you know, this was a very important day and a very important time of change. And with today's topic of surrender, I'd like to just apply that to these amazing kids that what I think they're surrendering right now is complacency. And they're using their voices and they're demanding change and they are creating a wave following the energy that's been building up over the years. Yeah. And it's finally coming. What are your thoughts on that, Danielle? I love, I'd love to hear what you think about things. 
I'm so glad you're pointing that out today because my son is actually participating or has now uh, in our time zone, uh, the time has passed. But um, I live in a place that is very, very open to um, peaceful demonstration, to, uh, you know, human rights, equality, and so much more. And their school organized uh, a walkout uh, demonstration, and the kids, you know, parents volunteered to uh, to be a part of that, and the kids were given the choice. They they were not, you didn't have to do it, and there was plenty of teacher supervision for kids who did not want to participate, um, but they walked out at the time arranged, you know, across the country, and they held a 10 minutes of silence on our main street. We have two schools on one of our main streets in town, and that's the, the street. And kids, we have, it's a college town. We've got, you know, high school, middle school, grammar school, and everybody uh, participated. The students participated in that today. And uh, I think that what I find extraordinary when people surrender their complacency, and that's a beautiful way of putting it, Charlotte, really very well worded. When you surrender your complacency, it inspires a nation. Like, you know, it's not just the the kids um, from Florida schools that are doing it, but all over the country. And my guess, knowing kids, (laughs) they're listening to some adults on the news that say, oh, kids can never you know, organized. Are you kidding me? They have, you know, they've been doing, throwing underground parties for decades. Oh, they can coordinate all right. Exactly. You know, it's like, that's what kids do. They can uh, network like nobody's business. Nobody's business. It's insane. And so, you know, this is going to spread all over the particular uh, empowerment in this country. And I think it's extraordinary. I, I, it just takes my breath away. I'm in awe of these kids, truly, truly I, in awe. I am riveted by it. We, we both are. Um, I want to add that the kids at Columbine, who weren't even alive at the time of the first school shooting in Columbine, uh, in Colorado, they're doing it too. And they are having moments of silence for the 17, kid, 17 people killed at Stoneman Douglas, but they're adding another 13 minutes for a full 30 minutes to represent the students that the people that were killed in Columbine in 1999. So mm-hmm. they're motivated and they're, they're living in that legacy where it first occurred. And then now the talk of teenagers standing up and saying, guess what? I'm 18. I can vote. What are you going to do? That's right. And I'm really, 17 and, and I'm about to be able to vote. <laughs> And they're all motivated, and and I know there's a lot of um, uh, adults assisting and guiding. Uh, There was a principal on the uh, TV today who said, the reporter said, what's your message? He said, I don't have a message. This is all the kids. They came to me, said, this is what we want to do. And I said, okay, I'll help you do it. And I didn't get up to make a speech. I want their thoughts to be heard, their voices to be heard. And so across the board, kids, adults, obviously nothing's working. And so it's going to take the voices of these young people to say, we do have the power because we are going to be able to vote and you need to protect us. And so it's just a beautiful thing. Any, any last thoughts on that? And then uh, we'll, we'll pick up on our topic and switch to that other spiritual arena. 
Well, um, I, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, just think for a second. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think that, uh, you know, surrender was the topic we had agreed on, um, but I love what you've hit on, uh, surrendering complacency. I think um, from my own life and just personally, uh, everything my spiritual life has been built on has been because at some point, different points along the way, I was willing to surrender my complacency. Mm. And uh, that, that is uh, because there's a point, there, there comes a point for me where my complacency stops working and it kind of turns on me, like it becomes a destructive force rather than just kind of numb force that I hang out in. Uh, it actually starts to twist and become this destructive force. And mm. if I don't surrender that, it can begin uh, creating problems that can have very far-reaching consequences in, in my life. Um, so I, I think that, and, and I think you're bringing the, the kids forward here at the beginning of the show is a, is a perfect example of that. You know, there's been nothing but complacency, um, particularly with governments. I don't mean people. There have been people who have been very active and, you know, uh, getting out in the world and being energized and, and becoming a part of this movement um, for a long time, ever since Columbine. There have been adults who have jumped in and said, you know, we've got to change this. But for the most part, people have been very complacent. Our government has been very complacent. And regardless of what party you, you affiliate with, it doesn't matter because it's just about kids' safety, you know. And, and we've paid a high price for that complacency. Yes. And you don't think about it in the moment. You don't think about it as something that needs to be surrendered because it, you just kind of go along and go along and go along and not really make a change or take a certain contrary action to what you've been doing. And complacency is very... Oh, what's the word? It's very um, um, it's very sly and it's very cunning and it can feel very attractive because I think complacency hides in that illusion of of normalcy, being normal, uh, doing what other people are doing, uh, not rocking the boat. Uh, all those things that uh, culturally often we're taught we should adhere to mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, that's what these kids are doing. They're making noise. They're rocking the boat. They are being confrontational. Some of them are being aggressive and loud, and, and some of them are young women. And, you know, this country's still not sure how they feel about young, loud, aggressive women. Um, so there's all this lack of complacency, and, and, and it can feel very disruptive and uncomfortable and chaotic and difficult. And yet I think, and what we are just talking about with these kids, I think that their willingness to surrender this complacency is going to create change, positive change, change Absolutely. that is going to affect 
the outcome of their lives and a lot of people's lives for many years to come, but in a very positive way. Yes. And I like the way you put it. I just want to add that this is a time of awakening. And sometimes waking up can be uncomfortable. And so it can be shocking and it can be startling and and to, to yank you out of the state of slumber. And so likening it to, to that, to actually waking up from a physical sleep, it can be a little jarring, but that's what's happening here. Everybody's eyes are opening, yeah. and, and the, the kids, I don't even like calling them, them kids. These young adults are, I was, as, I, as I watched them, they're not distracted by having to have a job to pay the mortgage. <laughs> to pay the bills, exactly. to raise their kids, yeah. they, they will not forget this because it's the only thing they've got to think about. And I thought that was yeah. an important thing to consider because everybody's saying, well, do you think it'll last beyond today? What else have they got going? <laughs> they're, they're going to school and not feeling safe. These, uh, the, the kids from Stoneman Douglas are having nightmares. Um, mm. it, it, I mean, the climate here has been very somber. And now, and I want to add that I haven't forgotten about these things. I think about them a lot. What stuns me is that after the shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, that nothing was accomplished. And what was the energy of that time versus the energy of this time? It's taking hold. They're gaining purchase as they hit the ground to start running. And I have a friend who lives in Newtown and whose family was affected by that tragedy. And yet, Mm. despite the outrage and the discussions, the debates, the, okay, the time is now, and still nothing happened, and, and the dust settled. Some of those parents are still active and involved in this one. But even with that and the pulse shooting and now this, it's just I, I'm cu- very curious about the energy wave that's uh, moving through the planet now where this finally gains that traction. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And this, it, it is like a groundswell, and every, all the other people that have spoken out who have been involved, it, you reach a tipping point. And I, I believe that this is, it's just like with the, um, with the sexual harassment, the Me Too movement, and the Time's Up mm-hmm. movement. You know, there, there were, uh, you know, 100 years of women who have been speaking out and, you know, and it's, it's a, it's been a groundswell and a movement and it has to gain momentum and it has to sort of saturate into the collective before the whole collective really shifts and gets, uh, gets on the same page. Mm -hmm. And let's not forget black lives matter. Oh, Um, Oh, so many, so many great movements that have taken well, in, in the Black Lives Matter case, you know, hundreds of years to come to yes. fruition. And, uh, and it is, ex- I think it's extraordinary because you're right, when that, when that complacency is surrendered, it's exciting too. I mean, yes, it's hard and it can be jarring and uncomfortable and all those things and sometimes painful, but it's also really exciting. Like there is a, a very powerful energy and you think wow I'm a part of that because I'm a citizen of this world you know I, I am one of the collective 
And I'm mm-hmm. a part of this energy, this movement, this this momentum. And it is ex- it's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. It's like it when is. people describe their experience of when the wall came down between um, East and West Berlin. Uh, right. There was just this extraordinary celebratory energy and relief and like, oh my gosh, this is, we've been waiting for this for so long and, and just this incredible happiness. And yes, there were a lot of problems that came with that unification, but more than anything, uh, for most people, uh, not just in Germany, but around the world, there was that sense that, oh my gosh, we've, we're, we're being given the chance to unify. You know, we're, we're giving the chance, yeah. being given the chance to come back together. And, yeah. and that's what these young people are doing. They are unifying. And the strength in that is it's going to be felt around the world. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. And I, I just want to remind anybody who has been listening to the show for a long time, or even if you're new, the first time you and Mother appeared on the show was immediately following um, the Pulse Nightclub massacre yeah yeah and i want to refer everybody to that episode you can find it easily on my website and and other places but we talked in depth about that and mother talked about how all the millions of moments that lead up to that one moment in the shooter's life and his um previous generations of his ancestors and all the other people involved how everything comes together and so to put a positive um, thing on this, I, I want to point everybody, if you really want to know the mother's opinion on how things lead up to a shooting like this, listen to that episode. I want to move on from that and go deeper by saying that when we mentioned the collective, and we've been talking about the collective a lot lately on the show in various uh, contexts, these we're part of the collective, these kids are part of the collective, the teachers, the people who lost their lives, shooter all of it and and there's this it's like a big volunteer program where we all signed up prior to this incarnation and said okay I'm going to be here for this millennium and I will be present and uh, a participant in these radical changes that need to happen on the planet and so um, I just you know I I just want to say to anybody in the Parkland community anyone connected to anyone else in the Parkland community, such as a friend of mine who went to high school with the principal Mm. and whose mother goes to church with one of the young girls who was murdered. And so this, this tragedy in Florida has hit her in another state in a very personal way from, from several angles. And it's very close to her. So to, to you, my dear friend, and to all the people in Florida or anywhere else who are connected to this, I want you to know that Danielle and my heart, Danielle's and my heart go out to you and that we're praying, but um, it will be fascinating. Like you were touching on how change isn't easy and there will be casualties, but I honor these particular people, the three teachers and the 14 students as incredible volunteers to a movement who volunteered to say, okay, uh, my contribution will be my physical death. I find yeah. it to be so profound that I want to, I just need to say that out loud, that they, they need to be honored for that contribution to whatever takes place after this. 
Absolutely. It's the ultimate service. And it is, it is a service that comes from the soul uh, to all of our hearts and all of our lives. And it is, it's beyond courageous. And, you know, the, I, I believe that, you know, when, when people give their lives in this kind of service, that it's our responsibility as the ones left alive to, to remember and to keep taking action and to keep showing up and, uh, and, and to trust our own hearts and, and do what our intuition what our spirit guides us to do in, uh, in contributing to this surrender of complacency that is taking place, this wave, uh-huh. this groundswell, you know, it's, um, I think the worst thing we can do is in, is, you know, is to just forget and, and move on with, with our lives. And I personally, I tend to um, be very active, with my elected officials and making my uh, opinions known, um, the way I vote, uh, I ask very pointed questions, and I get responses, you know. I'm, that, I that was get, my question. Get, do they respond to you? What, what do they say to you? Oh, they send me emails about their position and what they're voting for, what's coming up for vote, um, you know, and I, I'm, I read the news. I don't. I don't read a lot of news because it's it tends to get heavy for me, and so I have to watch my energy. But right. I do read um, I do read enough that I I keep current on the things that really matter to me, and uh, I and it's great. You can call your senator's office, your uh, congressperson's office. You can uh, locally, nationally, and there are people answering the phone. Like that's what they do, and you can send them an email and say, "Hey, what is your position on this?" And they will tell you. Um, you can go down to their office. You can show up. You can be a person with a name and a face, and uh, you know because ultimately they serve us, right? We don't yes. serve them. They're serving us and if they don't know what your opinion is if they don't know how you feel about something they're more likely to vote based on who's supporting them financially or things like that but if people in there uh, that they're representing are very active you know they're going to do their best to represent the majority of, of what right. the feedback that they're getting you know right but they need that pressure so, and so, yeah, I would encourage everybody. I, I want to start doing that. And um, I, I think it's long been a bone of contention about the way the government works. And I have guidance from Jesus that this is a time where a lot has to be exposed. In order to heal, yes. you have to expose yes. the wound. And we, we might have touched on this, yes. but I didn't, I didn't go too deep into detail with the listeners. I, I did go into it with a few clients and friends to comfort them. But this is a time of exposure and a time of healing. But in order to heal, that wound needs to kind of be, you know, debrided and it can be painful. Um, yeah. The way Congress works, the inaction, the um, the option to say, well, if I don't get what I want, then we'll just shut down the government. It's ridiculous the amount of money they spend on, on personal yeah. expenditures. 
is ridiculous. And everybody keeps saying they work for us. They work for us. But I think it's time to kind of stand up and say it and say, we're not kidding. You work right. for us. And yeah. and there's a, such a power behind that nail and, and, and that I think has the ability to affect change. Um, because I think we're all fed up. The majority of us, the 90%, um, do believe that, you know, no, nobody needs an automatic rifle. You just don't. And, and so yeah. these, these weak arguments are getting weaker and weaker in the faces of young people who are threatening to come out en masse and fire you, you know, to use their words, well, which was is, pretty interesting. Yeah. And another way you can, you can make a difference is with your pocketbook. You know, you can support candidates who believe in what you're talking about, Charlotte, but also you can not buy certain kinds of, of guns. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're um, a person who enjoys guns, I have no real opinion one way or the other. I know it's in the Constitution, and that's great. I know what I feel personally, but for other people, that's their own decision. But, yeah. you know, you can, you can affect these things with your pocketbook, and you can buy the kinds of guns that uh, feel safe to own or that are for a particular purpose. Um, because if if there's no more demand, then no one's going to make them, right? If if no one buys, if everyone stops buying automatic weapons, they just won't sell them anymore, right? So about the money, business. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's about money. So you know, if you if you change your business, your purchase power, you know, ultimately we do have the power. You know, yeah. if you if you change uh, your own uh, relationship to guns. Um, and recognize that uh, every time you buy a, a certain kind, you are supporting uh, their manufacturing and their being available and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you may be perfectly sane and a really responsible gun owner, all that kind of good stuff, but, you know, there are lots and lots of people out there who, who are not, and it's our kids that are really paying the price here. So it's a there's a lot of different ways you can go about it, but the biggest thing is to just meditate on it. You know, feel what am I led? Am I drawn to do anything? Sign a petition, uh, inform myself. You know, call my knock on doors. You know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, knock on doors. Go show up at uh, when you're because a lot of this is states' rights. So you know, go to your own capital. Find out what yeah. your local representatives are doing. What are they voting on? Because a lot of this is national, but the real big, big laws are are state, statewide. Yes. And as you can see by Florida's Governor uh, Scott, who is actually approving of uh, changes that are going through the state government house right now about banning um, on you know the bump stocks and the and also demanding like a three-day background check, you know, all those kind of closing some of the loopholes. And this is huge for Florida, huge, huge, huge for Florida because they have been super yeah. mega pro-gun no matter what. And so oh, yeah. it is changing, right? This is how you change it. It's and, a good start. Uh, it is. It's an awesome it's, it's, start. I'm I'll so give him happy. That. I mean, he's caused so much other damage in this state. I won't go into it, but it's a good start. Um and um, but and I think these young people are responsible for it. 
Yes, and, but, but you have to keep in mind that um, a lot of these people are de- protecting and defending their careers, and he hopes to run for the Senate. And so yeah. I think that's why it got yeah. passed a lot more quickly than if he had planned to retire after he leaves the governor's mansion. It's true. It's true. But, so, you know, it's okay. We'll just, you take, you know, you take away you, your, yeah. uh, your victories when you can get them. For me, and, from, uh, I'll take you know, yeah, yeah, you know, but I think that mainly it came out of citizen action and people stepping up and showing up and making their voices heard. And, you know, there was a, a, a really positive response. So I, I this is all that surrender of complacency, and it's so phenomenal. It's just exciting. So shall um, we hear um, what Mother has to say about all of this? Yeah, you know what? You know what though? I um I just want to um take from my notes. Um there was a couple important points I wanted to make because um people may not have and I know I don't think we expected either to go in so deep into this topic with um uh, recent events. Um we generally do a more generic where whether it's manifestation yeah. or what have you or following guidance like we've been doing. But So I wanted to give my thoughts, and, and I wanted to speak to those who tuned in in the hopes that we were going to talk about basic surrender and what that means, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. and, and I can lend my experiences, and I'm sure you can too. But by, by Webster's standards, to surrender means, one, to give up power, two, to abandon something such as surrender all hope or to yield or resign oneself to an emotion or influence where you just kind of give in to influence or um, I want to use the topic of depression where you kind of surrender to an avalanche of emotion and just give up that kind of thing. It's not letting go, but that, that true giving up. So I used to do that and, um, and I, and I did it just recently But back in the beginning, when I started channeling Jesus, he had to correct my perception of what surrender really meant. So I wanted to share with everybody and you that he explained to me, he says, when you hear the word surrender, you become filled with fear. And the reason you become filled with fear is because in your mind, you're translating that to submit, that you feel that you have to submit to something more powerful or bigger than you and give away all your power. When we're talking about true surrender, what we're talking about is rather to give up struggling with an emotion or a bout of depression or um, trying to control the outcomes of of the situations you find your yourself in. To give up, um, yeah, to give up struggle and attempts to control, to yield to a higher power, to release your demands and conditions for happiness or peace, and go with the flow of energy. And also to dissolve your expectations for any given outcome. Those are the notes um, that I wanted to share. And I want to add, most importantly, I put a star next to it, to allow yourself to be held or guided. And so surrender Mm -hmm. doesn't mean give in to something you don't like. um, But it means to, like Mother said, always a co-creator, never a victim, always a co-creator. Right. So you know, we want to surrender that control. Could you read those definitions again? The ones from the dictionary or the ones I've yeah. made up? Yeah. From the dictionary, the uh, it said to give up power, to abandon, such as surrender all hope, to yield or resign oneself to an emotion or influence. 
Mm-hmm. Now, see, that's interesting because uh, I know that, of course, in the example, surrender all hope, but um, it's funny how we take that in the negative. Exactly. Right? So, that's why to, I bring to give up, up mm-hmm. power because my shadow is super mega powerful. <laughs> you know, my ability to my ability to resist happiness and love is super amazingly powerful, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it to, it's the the surrender is well. What do you want to what what power do you want to give up? Well, I'd like personally, I, I would like to give up so much of the power of my shadow. I'd like to give up the power that surges through me when I try to control. I want to give up um, the power of struggle. Oh, my gosh. Struggle is so powerful, and it's intense, and it's exhausting, and it just takes so much energy. You know, and those are the things that I want to surrender um, and, and to give over to a different power, to, a, to the power of love. You know, I want to yes. surrender to the power of love. And that's, and it is, but we as a culture, of course, we have that, that negative uh, connotation with surrender that uh, when you're fighting a war, the loser surrenders. But really, if you look at it in a spiritual context, the war I'm always fighting is inside myself. And to be the one to just say, oh, enough, enough, and just put it down. That is my surrender, and it's always so phenomenal. It feels so good. It, it does. It, it can be scary approaching it, but I like the way you put it. You know, the war is inside you, and, and by surrendering, you're, you're, you're giving up that all that goes into that, that self-hatred yeah. that goes into the war, the um, wanting revenge to attack, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and allowing the ego to use uh, shadow against yourself, you know, your own right. shadow, using it against yourself. And um, there was something I wanted to point out that, um, oh, yeah, you had said how powerful um, your shadow can be. And, yeah, my, uh, my power to indulge in self-pity is outstanding, I must say. Um, <laughs> That's right. That's right. But it's funny, we don't think about surrendering that, like our, because mother is all about surrender, and I had the same, when I first started channeling her, woo, baby, I had the same fight, it was like, I'm not going to surrender, you know, I'm not going to give over, and she, just as Jesus did with you, she had to sit me down and say, okay, sweetheart, this is, this is what it really is, you know, you're, you're surrendering to love, you know, you're you're not surrendering to enslavement. You know, I, there, right. there's no there's no opposing force that once you surrender, they're going to lord it over you and keep you captive and throw you in a cage and not let you see the light of day again. You know, it's right. not that kind of surrender. You know, it's uh-uh. the inner the inner surrender or the surrender to spirit is is all about making room for love. You know, you're surrendering whatever struggle or battle or fight that you're having within yourself. And that room that you make, because that, that's all that, there's room that's being taken up inside of you with that fight, with that frantic, that compulsive, that obsessive energy, whatever. When, when you surrender that, all of a sudden there's space. And 
and if you have a, a spiritual life, what's going to fill it is, is that loving spirit, however and you peace. identify that. Yeah, and peace. You're right. Jesus peace, did yeah. put me through that. I, I call that first summer the summer of forgiveness, and there were quite a few nights of me screaming into my pillow because yep. he brought it all up and said, you need to forgive this, this person, this event. And there are times you just don't want to because you feel so justified in your anger and, and you're, and you feel so, and you feel so um, married to your identity as a victim. And so at that time I was, and that's what he was asking you to surrender. Yes. (laughs) Well, who am I without my victim identity? You know what I mean? And so that was the first step toward empowerment. There are no victims in this classroom. And so, yeah, you go through that. But then, you know, once I did, and I didn't have to carry those burdens anymore, because as I teach in my other segments, um, energy is energy, but you know what? It does have weight to it. And so it weighs you down. And so carrying that, those resentments around with you is a large part of the struggle that we're asking everybody to surrender in the first place. So, the, the struggle to to hold those heavy uh, emotions up to be to stay in the forefront when you finally let them go all you do all you experience is freedom and peace and a lightness of being in my experience yeah. so that's what I would encourage your well. to do mine as well and you know the unfortunate part of being a human being and and being committed or involved in your own spiritual growth is that um, (laughs) I get amnesia and every time I approach the need for surrender, I I go into a little mini panic. (laughs) It's like, I don't want to let go of whatever it is I'm hanging on to. I haven't even figured that out yet, but I'm already panicked about letting go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, I think a lifelong practice, and it does it does get easier. I don't fear surrender the way I did in the beginning of my spiritual path, but I have to admit i I often forget like, ooh, wait a minute, how, how do I surrender this i I almost feel like I've never done it before um because I, that's the way I look at forgiveness. Forgiveness is a form of surrender, right? Because I'm being asked to give up my, my resentment towards someone. I'm being asked, even if it's myself, uh, I'm being uh, asked to let go of my hatred, my anger, um, my desire for revenge, all those things. I'm being asked to surrender that. So, you know, forgiveness is a form of surrender. And um I have that deer in the headlights moment when it comes to me that I need to surrender something. I have that moment where I think, Oh my God, really? I don't, I don't know how to do this. What what does it mean? What does it feel like? I don't know if I want to do it. And fortunately I've done it enough that I can take a breath and recognize what's happening in the moment, uh, that it's just a reaction and not necessarily mm, the way I want to go with things. Uh, and I can take the steps that I usually take to uh, bring about that surrender. And I also remind myself, and this is key for me, is that the surrender is not going to happen in this moment. It's not going to happen overnight. It probably won't even happen in a week. But 
I have all the time that I need to prepare myself to go at a pace that feels safe and secure for me. And, you know, if it's a big thing that I'm being asked to surrender, like, you know, darker aspects of relationships with parents or siblings or whatever, um, mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it could take as long as a year or more. You know, I know right. that mother, mother's never going to push me. She's never going to force me. Um, this is all voluntary, and we go at a pace that feels safe for me. And that that right there for me is always the tipping point that says, okay, I, I can do this. I can participate in this, you know. Yeah, sometimes it, it takes me time to get there, and I feel like uh, I have done is almost surrender to the emotions that you're experiencing, the sadness, the grief, whatever you're going through, um, the resentment, you just, and, and you kind of sit with it. And then as it starts to move through you and dissipate, then for me, the strength to surrender is revealed. But there's times I feel that when I'm so overwhelmed with emotion and it's, and it's such, um, so pervasive in all of my thoughts, then it takes me a little time to get to that place where where we all know we have strength, but sometimes you just don't feel strong. And then you have to get to that point, let time go by to where, okay, I'm feeling that glimmer. It's in there. Okay. It's getting stronger. And now I can approach the idea of surrender to the, to the degree to which I need to use it now, even though each time feels different. Forgiveness is still the same in any category across the board. And I, we teach a course of miracles here. And uh, my co-host is the, uh, co-president of the Foundation for Inner Peace who published the course. Mm-hmm. And so every every month we're talking about, you know, shadow aspects and forgiveness. And so just to make that part of this conversation is when we teach about forgiveness, it's not so much allowing someone to uh, kind of get away with whatever they did and, and whatever they did to you. The true function of it and the true outcome of it is that when you do it is that you recognize in the other person yourself because we are all one and if we're going to talk collective then we have to go there because we are all one so forgiveness allows you to see your brother as yourself and so I just I wanted to weave that together in some fashion yeah that's beautiful that is so beautiful Mm. good conversation yeah all right well we have a little bit of time do you want to now do you want to bring a mother through now that we kind of got that out of our system I was I would love to. I I really needed to say that stuff out loud. Okay. I'll talk to you when you get back here. Okay. Hold on. All right. Mm. Hello, beloved one. Hello, mother. Welcome. Welcome back. It's good to hear your voice. Thank you. Thank you, my dear. It is always wonderful to be here with you and all those that are listening. Mm? Mm. So you have um, 
heard my request for subject matter, and uh, you've both done a beautiful, beautiful job so far of um, talking about surrender, uh, sharing your own insights and your own feelings, and of course, your uh, messages from above. Yes? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would like to add a few things to the conversation. And what the first thing I would say is that we understand how difficult surrender can be. Um, it is not easy to recognize that you need um, connection, you need uh, support, and you need others. Right? So think of surrender as a way to connect. Right? So if you're standing there with a plug, right, and there's the plug and there's the outlet, the electrical outlet in the wall, before you plug it in, there's no power. Right? You are disconnected. So whatever you're trying to use doesn't work. So when you plug it in, you make that connection and the device that you want to use all of a sudden will work. So think of surrender as that moment when you plug in, when you say, I'm choosing connection over separation. So the battle Mm -hmm. within self is generally about separation, Um, individuality, uh, doing it your way, your time, uh, you're in charge. And connection all of a sudden takes it from I to we, from me Mm. to us. Mm? Mm -hmm. And there are times, of course, in your life where you do want to do things on your own, your way, um, and that's fine. You get to do that as an I, as an individual. Too much of that, and you are cutting yourself off from the bigger power, right? The power of love, of light, of unity, of the collective, um, and so... A lot of your inner growth or expansion, your awakening, is about trying to figure out what works for you, how much individuality and how much connection works for you. And when you look at yourself, the same analogy applies. You are in a relationship with yourself, and the more connected you are to yourself, uh, the happier, healthier uh, your life is, the more you are able to thrive. So surrender is so much about your relationships, your relationship to yourself, to other people, and to the divine, and also to nature, right? to this ecosystem that you are born into, that you live your whole life in, and that you will die in. 
And as long as you as a human stay on that wheel of karma, if you choose to come back to another human life again and again, you stay a part of the ecosystem, right? Your spirit feeds nature and nature feeds you. So once you choose to come here to start this human cycle, you become a part of that ecosystem. So that's another thing that in your growth and awakening you're asked to surrender to, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And your ecosystem can feel very big and very scary with tornadoes and hurricanes and earthquakes and fires and floods and all these natural disasters um, that happen. You realize that there are things you can do individually but the vast majority, you cannot. So as a human being, you need to be connected. And it is surrender, the act of surrender, that helps you get comfortable with going deeper and deeper and deeper into your connections, which ultimately is intimacy, right? Intimacy with yourself, intimacy with other people, intimacy with the divine, with nature, right? That's, as a spiritual uh, seeker, as a spiritual, a conscious spiritual being, that's what you want. You want intimacy with all the energy that is around you. And so surrender is what's going to get you there every single time, right? So you're being asked to give up a lot, but you're also uh, insured to get a lot. So the fear is that if you give something up, whether it's inside of you or outside of you, if you give it up, um, you you don't know what you're going to get in return, right? You all talked about surrendering complacency earlier in the conversation. Well, maybe you're intimately familiar with your complacency. It's very familiar. You know it. You can uh, talk about it. It's uh, common to you. It's normal to you. It's a part of your daily life. And giving that up, you think, well, what am I giving it up for? But therein lies the real difficulty, you don't know. You don't know. So that's where I encourage you all to focus. When you feel something in your life needs to move or shift or you're ready to give it up, I'll give a very simple example, right, that causes lots of problems for lots of people. Procrastination. So that comes from uh, shadow and many different uh, reasons for individuals. And you think, oh, I really want to give this up because um, it, it makes my life so much more difficult than it needs to be. But how do you do that? How do you give it up? Well, go to the energy, the feeling, the word surrender. So in order to stop procrastinating, you are in essence being asked to give up 
the energy of procrastination. But you don't procrastinate just because you thought one day when you were younger, gee, wouldn't it be great to just start procrastinating? I think I'll just go out and start procrastinating. No, that's something that develops from fears, from childhood, ways of coping, survival mechanisms, all these things that you develop in childhood. So you know as a person, as an infinite being, that when you contemplate surrendering procrastination, what you're really being asked to give up is one of your defense mechanisms, your coping mechanisms, right? Your uh, safety, uh, your uh, safety belt, right? Yes. Safety harness. And all of a sudden, it's not just procrastination anymore, but it goes a lot deeper. So when you want to give up something that is plaguing you, recognize that giving it up has a much deeper meaning than just the thing itself. You don't live in a vacuum. None of your things live in a vacuum, so your procrastination is deeply entwined with other parts of yourself. So be kind and think of surrender as relief. You want to lift the burden, release yourself from the burden of procrastination. And if it gets bad enough, you're willing to do whatever it takes. And when you approach surrender, you don't know what your life is going to be like without procrastination. You can imagine, you can think, well, I'll probably be more efficient, more uh, better able to manage my time, uh, but you don't know. So don't get bogged down in that. Just focus on the relief. You are seeking relief. So surrender is that action. It is that uh, engagement in relieving yourself of the burden of procrastination. And can we add that whether it, I know we're using procrastination as an example, um, but for anyone else just to, use similar terms um, really from the burden of whatever defense mechanism you're employing or coping mechanism such as relief from fear, relief from anger and resentment and despair. Is that true? Well, you want to be a little more specific, all right? You don't want to be totally relieved of fear because there's lots of good fear. right? Right. Fear is given to you to help you navigate your world, right? So if you didn't, weren't able to feel fear anymore, it would be very, very complicated in navigating your physical world. Same with anger. You don't want to give up anger, but you might want to be, because it's a primary emotion, mm-hmm. and if you gave up anger, you would not really be able to feel sadness or happiness anymore either. Right. So, uh, but what you can do is you can surrender your reaction when you get angry. Let's say, for example, uh, 
if you are someone who lashes out in defense. That's what you want to give the burden of because that's what creates the wreckage. You just getting angry is natural and normal, but it's what you do with that anger that can be the destructive force, right? So the surrender is to surrender the belief that you have to defend yourself, that you have to lash out, that you have to hurt the person that you believe has made you angry, right? But owning your anger, that takes the burden of, well, he made me angry. No, no one makes you angry. You get triggered and you have an angry reaction. That's normal. So when you own your anger and you pause, you let yourself be angry before you take any action, any reaction, even speak a word, but you still let yourself have the anger. That is a surrender, right? You surrender to the power of that anger, and you also surrender the old habit of lashing out. Does that make sense? It does. It makes perfect sense. It's very profound. Surrender is a natural part of life. You're surrendering all the time, right? You surrender from sleep into wakefulness, right? Mm -hmm. You surrender uh, the state of being naked into the state of being dressed. Mm -hmm. uh, If you surrender, if you work in a, a business where you have a manager over you or some kind of uh, authority over you, you surrender to their authority, right? That they are the president or the vice president or whatever. There is always um, a life of surrender. It's very natural. It's a normal part of life. So try to shift your mindset about it so that it's not such a big deal it's not such a, um, a scary thing because you remind yourself, you do it every day, all day, that really um, the scary part is um, the change that will come once you stop the behavior of lashing out or once you stop the behavior of procrastination. What's going to fill that gap? Well, you get to decide. Let it be love. Mm. Let it be mm-hmm. love. So that may you make every surrender a surrender to love. Whether you surrender from sleep to wake, naked to clothing, or back the other way, clothing to naked, You surrender when you engage in sexuality with another person. No matter what you are uh, surrendering into, whatever power you are stepping into, remind yourself you do it every day, all day. So when you feel an inner need to surrender something from shadow, 
that is causing destruction, burden, heaviness in your life, see it as just one more surrender. But it's a surrender that you get to co-create. You get to be very active in. You get to set the pace. You get to decide the love that comes in to fill the space that you're making through the process of that surrender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, of mm-hmm. course, I will be there every step of the way for anyone who asks my presence, my help. And that's a surrender in and of itself, right? You ask for your for help. help from Yes, right? You're, uh, you're relieving yourself of the burden of doing it all yourself, right? So you're surrendering to my power, not so that I can come in and stomp around and take over and enslave you, but so that uh, we can work together to create the life you want to have, the way you want to feel, right? Keep it simple, don't overcomplicate surrender. And you will find that it becomes your very best friend. Hmm? Yes. Wow. Mother, would you like to um, comment on our discussion where I had wanted to mention uh, the energies going on today and what's happening in the news. Um, I did not expect our conversation, my conversation with Danielle, to be so as big as it was. With the energies, a lot of us can feel them changing. There's different things going on. There might be planetary things. But we do feel a shift upward, and I wondered if you could give us um, some encouragement to look at that and recognize that it is, in fact, going upward, or where is it going? the energies of change. Yes. So one of the great energies of change that that began with the new millennium was mm-hmm. about transparency. And you mentioned that, that uh, what is happening is that more, uh, not only is more uh, transparency happening in people's individual lives or corporations or groups of people, but there's a larger energy of transparency, for example, in the particular subject you're talking about. There are two, uh, there are many schools of thought, but uh, two that seem to be emerging, right? One that says, let's lessen the amount of uh, guns and the types of guns, let's make it um, harder for people to get guns, or not harder so much, but they have to be monitored, uh, they have to uh, be able to pass certain tests to get guns. And then there are the people that say, no, we need more guns, we need to um, arm the teachers, right? So mm-hmm. that if the bad person comes in the school, they can uh, shoot them and uh, end the problem. So one is coming from a place of um, more supportive, uh, making uh, gun ownership more transparent, right? 
It comes from this energy of transparency, that we want to make it more transparent. Um, And the other is coming from the older paradigm of hiding, of defense, of um, uh, believing that the world is really a bad place, uh, a very scary and frightening place, and that uh, you need to defend yourself, protect yourself against it, and only um, your ability to leap into violence is going to ensure that protection happens. And what's happening is that that mindset in itself is becoming more transparent and more people are seeing it for what it is, that it comes from that place of fear. And collectively, more and more, you all, it's not so much about guns or gun ownership or right or wrong, but it's more about what energy do we want to live in? Mm -hmm. Do we want to live in fear and defensiveness? Or do we want to live in openness and collaboration? And it's not um, black or white, right? Um, But it is this energy that is changing. And because the United States chose to be um, out in front in uh, military, sort of setting world policy and democracy and entertainment and music and all these things, right? America um, is uh, very famous around the world. You are, in many ways, at the heart of this shift in transparency, right? So you are going to feel the most polarized because the rest of the world uh, is very polarized, right? Maybe not so much in individual countries, but the world itself tends to be very polarized. There is the one group that is feeling the desire for uh, defense through violence, And some of those people within that movement, it's about power. But for most people, it's about fear, right? They Mm -hmm. want to, whether it comes from politics or religion or uh, culture or it doesn't matter, uh, they feel afraid and they believe that the solution is secrecy and violence. And then there's the other group that are emerging that want more a connection uh, with people all over the world, more transparency, uh, more um, uh, really coming from love, right? Uh, supporting each other, more community. And there's going to be more clashing of this. But in your country, you are seeing the effects of when people come from fear, and when they come from love. Even love that involves some shouting and, uh, hey, listen to me, um, or fear that also uh, comes from, um, no, shutting you out. We're not giving you a voice. We're not listening. So 
because the energy of transparency now is global and comes not from humans but from the divine, um, you are going to be able to have a higher, not just you and your listeners, but everyone is going to start having a higher level of discernment to see things beyond the surface to be able to look at a situation, an individual, a group, and see beyond the words, to see beyond the image, to see beyond the doctrine, and to see whether at the heart of things there is love or fear. And more and more people are going to be drawn to love and less to fear. So um, that is part of people being more vocal, speaking out. That is so loving, such love to share one's experience, uh, to um, not be afraid of backlash or their own shame or guilt or whatever is, uh, was driving them to be silent, but now to speak up, to share to find common ground, to connect. And uh, this is how you all change. It's how you shift. Uh And you are doing it. You are doing it. It's uh, interesting. I was going to ask you, um, can we be confident that we as a country or even the collective in the world are all going in the right direction? But you already answered it because you said more will, will be going to love rather than fear. Um, what I want to uh, point out is, yes, it's all happening. I didn't expect the rapid pace of all this. I knew about the exposure. Jesus shared a lot with me. And and so I was able to stay calm and stay in observation mode and be a witness to all that was happening. I did not expect the day-to-day diet of, oh, my God, what's happening now? It's um, fascinating. Would you like to comment on the pace of all of this? Well, if you think about uh, our conversation a little earlier about surrender, you're always working up to it, so to speak, right? So as a collective, you all worked up to the release of that transparency energy, right? You were ready for it. If you had not been, it would not have been released. So you've been working up to this for a long time. And when larger energies are released into the world, they have a very profound effect quickly. Because you all have been working, 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 working up to it, then all of a sudden, boom, the energy is released, and it takes immediate effect. Immediate effect. So every day you are going to find out. And I tell you, the Internet is playing a very big part of this. Right? You're finding out uh, more and more what uh, people who are fear-based, what they're Uh saying, what they're doing, what their beliefs are, what they're teaching. So So much of this is out of the shadows and right out into the light. And Mm. you are seeing that people who say 
they are uh, one way, but then they are being exposed as being another way. Uh, it's happening very, very, very fast. Very fast. Mm-hmm. And it is um, people more and more are now starting to ask themselves the question, hmm, is this what I want? Is this um, who I am? Does this reflect my own moral compass? Does this uh, reflect my beliefs? Do I resonate with this person, this group of people, uh, these beliefs? Is there common ground? Um, This is one of the wonderful things that uh, your former president is doing. He is him and his lovely uh, partner, Michel, are working towards connecting people, right? That's their big movement, is connection. Teaching people how to be community activists, not mm-hmm. to uh, push an agenda, but to connect people, right? Uh, what okay. in the community, uh, what does uh, this religious group have in common with that religious group? What does this socioeconomic group have in common with this socioeconomic group, right? Mm -hmm. Bringing people this culture and that culture. And this is where you all are going. You crave connection. And you're learning how to collect, to connect with the collective. Right, right. Wow. It's funny you bring uh, President Obama up. I watched in a documentary on him yesterday, and it struck me profoundly how he had said back in the beginning with regard to the Muslim community, uh, he saw the divide and he said, I am here to uh, do away with any stereotype or disconnection and I need to bring this together. And, you know, it's just one of those inspiring moments. And so he's continuing to do this and he's still in kind of like a leadership position and he'll make some uh, advancements in this, Mother? Yes, generally, um, not always, but oftentimes uh, presidents, once they are done being president, uh, they go on to create organizations like the Carter Center and, of right. course, the Clinton Foundation. Foundation. They are very active in helping um, uh, people with illnesses and uh, the press communities. But uh, the Obamas have chosen uh, a different direction because this is where they came from in their community activism. It was at the heart of his presidency, and uh, he wants to connect to help people find common ground. So his organization is helping train people to actually become community leaders, to figure out what the community needs, how to find and connect the people that can bring the changes, the positive changes about in communities. So he is creating all these wonderful trainings that people are coming from all over the world to attend, and it's very exciting because it's all about common ground, how to listen to people who have differing opinions, who have different uh, religious beliefs, Mm-hmm. How to really listen and find what is in common and build on that, start there and build from that. So these are wonderful skills 
that more and more younger people are very, very interested in gaming because they want to make a positive difference. And um, what's being taught in your world is that they can and they don't need a special education or a special degree. Right? They just want to, they need to be willing and able, and that's about it. Hmm? Yes. And they mm-hmm. can make big change. Hmm. It would it would be really something if I could um, at long last get somewhere in President Obama's orbit and have a conversation with him, but I, I'm not asking for a favor. I just want to express uh, I'd like to be part of that and uh, share his vision. That would be wonderful. Wonderful. Well, you can go to their website and it's all there. Hmm? Okay. Absolutely. See what I can do. Mother, thank you for yes. this, all this extra information. And it's um, it's a lot to think about and apply to one's life. I would encourage all the listeners to listen to this transmission more than once and incorporate all that you can into your thinking so that you can navigate your life from a, a, a place of more uh, inner peace and safety. Um, mm. Anything else you'd like to add, Mother, before you go? Or would you yes. like to stay for a while? <laughs> I just want to remind all of you that I love you and I'm with you always. Hmm? Thank you for having me, beloved. Always, Mother. Thank you. I love you. And I love you, my dear Charlotte. Namaste. Namaste. Hello. Hi, welcome back. Thanks so much. Good to be back. <laughs> that, that was something. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, it was. Great conversation. Thank you for starting the whole thing off. And uh, boy, that I, just that was that was great. I didn't think that would happen. I was just I wanted to make something for posterity in case the laws changed, and I could say, go listen to that segment back from 2018. You know, and yeah. that was that was the idea, the small idea in my mind, but it grew so much bigger. But but conversations with you are like that. We can have one small idea, and then once our energy combines, it gets bigger and bigger it's and true. deeper and ex- and expands. Yeah. But yeah. to have her talk about President Obama and Michelle was so sweet. Oh my I goodness! Know. I know. Well, you know, she is. She always infuses her energy with people who are, you know, just want any, just open the door a little bit to positivity and love and light. And not that she isn't with people who are struggling in shadow and darkness. I don't mean that. Of at course. All. She is, mm-hmm. she's available to everyone, no matter mm-hmm. what. And she um, loves everyone. But yeah, absolutely. Uncon- that's unconditional love. She loves everybody equally. You know, she mm-hmm. loves. The the murderer uh, is she loves him as much as uh, President Obama. She loves you know. There's no uh-huh. 
there's no hierarchy for her. But she definitely likes to uh, encourage people to just be a part of something positive. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is, you know. Um, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure there are, well, there's just hundreds and hundreds and thousands of organizations all over the world that are doing sure. awesome things, you know. Yes. Just really awesome things. And locally, you know, uh, just really local. I, I just really quick, I just, I just keep thinking about this because I love it so much. Um, I, somebody posted a video on my Facebook feed the other day and just fell so madly in love with it. It was an, a man who was a single dad, right? And uh, uh-huh. he, it doesn't mention the mother, what happened, but he's a single dad. And his biggest frustration with his daughter was doing her hair because she's like a super mega girly girl, you know, and she likes everything glittery and just, you know, she's super mega girl. And okay. he was constantly frustrated about doing her hair because he was so inept and he didn't know what he was doing. So he taught himself with like YouTube videos or whatever, tutorials, right, from young girls. He taught himself how to do his daughter's hair the way she wanted it done. Not the mm-hmm. way he wanted to do it, just to like, oh, let's just throw it in ponytail. But the way she wanted to do it. And what evolved from that, Charlotte, first of all, he said, it was this amazing bonding time with my daughter that I did not think was going to come out of this. And he said, we love, that's our special time together. So then he started teaching free classes in his community for other single dads. Mm-hmm. to help teach them how to do their daughter's hair. And I just, I cried talking about it. It's just the happiness of these men and their their time, their special time with their daughters and, have, and these daughters having this role model, these men who are really involved with them, who are listening to them, who are doing, like I said, their hair the way they want it done, it's the effects are so far reaching, so far reaching. Like I look at that video and I think, wow, if I had had a dad like that, my life would have been completely Who would I different. Be? Yeah. Completely different. So oh my it's goodness. those little things that are so positive and so extraordinary that are happening in these communities all over the world that mm-hmm. I believe. That's what's going to change this world. I really do. I'm with you. I think it's a reflection of the evolution of the evolvement. I love the involvement, but the evolvement precedes the involvement. And I am familiar with that video you're talking about with the dad teaching uh, people how to do their kids' hair. And I was moved, too. But it makes me smile because all around me, and we mentioned the Me Too movement earlier, Time's Up, um, we are seeing the um, very fast expulsion of anybody who's accused of misconduct. And so the men are, have evolved over the years. And I've been watching that for some decades now, even in, in the smallest example I can use, even when they go onto a late night talk show, it's not just a handshake, it's a hug too. So they're connecting their heart yes. centers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, yes. I see that I see the balance coming into, into being where it's, not so much masculine it's it's meeting feminine on a comfortable level 
And so yeah. uh, we, we enjoy seeing evidence of that. And um, I just, I just want to say that um, this conversation, this transmission, it's, it's a good one. It's, a, it's, it's one, it's right up there. It this yeah. is good. It's gold. Yeah. <laughs> it's gold. It's gold. Well, thank you so much for spending extra time with us, Danielle. And thank you to the listeners for spending extra time with us. We don't usually go over like this. Our intentions are for a one hour conversation to include <laughs> You're all three so of welcome. us. Okay. So anything to add before we go, Danielle? And I will do the sign off. Just to say thank you all for listening. It's always such an honor to be here and to be a part of your show, but also to be a part of your listeners' lives. I, I thank you for allowing me uh, to be a part of your life and your journey. Take care. Oh, you're welcome. Take care. All right, everyone, visit BelovedPublications.com for more information to join Danielle's community. Visit SpiritualInsightsRadio.com to listen to the archive and see what I've done with collecting all the different topics Mother speaks on. I hope you enjoy it. All right. To Danielle and to all of you, until next time, God bless and be at peace.